Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Well, today I want to welcome you to the 100th episode of All Things. Can you believe it? This is the 100th time I have produced an All Things episode. Now, I started this podcast back in January of 2019, so almost four years ago. So being 100 episodes in, that means I've recorded about 25 episodes a year. Now, my goal has always been to produce one a week, but life has just not allowed that to happen. Looks like I've averaged about once every other week. Now, the last four years in my life have been full, as have yours, I'm sure. There have been a lot of celebratory milestones in the Oshman household in the last four years. I look back and I see that we became grandparents over the last four years. We launched two, almost three drivers. We launched a child into college. We launched two kids into high school. We loved a growing church that continues to be an unexpected joy for us here in Colorado. In the last four years, I have published two books, and I have a third book on the way. It comes out in January 2023. In the last four years, we've also stayed connected to missions in our role with Pioneers International, missions specifically in Europe through conferences and mentoring and supporting field missionaries there in Europe. Um, In the last four years, I went back to seminary to finish the master's I never finished um, a long ago when I started having babies and moved to the mission field. And my husband and I are just about ready to celebrate 24 years of marriage. So that gives you a glimpse into the last four years of my life since starting the All Things podcast. And in case it's not obvious... I do all things mostly all on my own from start to finish. Each episode is pretty much on my own in terms of research and writing and um, editing and producing it. It's just uh, kind of a one woman situation over here. Now, my husband, Mark, helped me get started, and I am so grateful to him. He is the one who helped me create jenoshman.com and create a place there to put my podcasts so that they could be sent out to the various places where they are published, you know, like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and wherever you listen to this. He created my all things music. He created my logo. Mark is just tremendously supportive in every way. Whenever I have an idea or sense that the Lord has called or equipped me to do something, he is the first person ready to make it happen. He puts up with a lot of my brainstorming when it comes to all things. We have conversations daily about current events and trends, and he helps me just sift through those. He hears a lot of first drafts. So he's just a huge gift to me, and I want to give him a shout out because he helped this happen, and I am truly grateful. You may have wondered if I've ever thought about sort of professionalizing all things a little bit more, and I have thought about that. You know, what what would it look like to get sponsors or maybe to get a team? Many of you have even reached out to me over the years and said, Hey, can, would you hire me to be a researcher for you? And the fact is I would love to do that. But so far, um, I do all things totally for free. I'm, I don't get paid to do this. Um, I do it simply because I love to learn about current events and trends. And it's a passion for me to apply theology to anthropology, to study um, our knowledge and our love of God to what's going on in the world around us, what's happening with humans. Some of these episodes require maybe 20 hours of research and work. 
Other episodes required just a couple hours. And I tell you that just so that you know, I really care about what I share with you on all things. I know that this podcast is far from perfect. It's kind of a mom and pop or just a mom operation. And I know that I have plenty of room to improve and I know that I can always do better, but I do really care about this podcast and I really care about you who listen. And I want you to be able to tune in every week or every other week and receive um, a word of truth and beauty and encouragement. I see all things as a way for me to serve the Lord and to serve the larger church. And I am so grateful that you have joined me here for 100 episodes. And plus, I have learned a ton on the way. So I want to do a couple things to celebrate. If you would like to join me in celebrating all things 100th birthday or 100th episode, I would love to ask you to go to whatever platform that you listen to this show on and please leave a rating or a review. That would be so helpful. That really is the only way podcasts get visibility and people um, find it when they search for a given topic um, is that if there's enough ratings, if it sort of gains traction. So if you want to help me celebrate, that would be so great. I would also be really grateful if you would do that for my books, for Enough About Me and Cultural Counterfeits. Do that on Amazon or Goodreads or wherever um, is most convenient for you. But ratings really are such a great way to get the word out on the books as well. You probably know this, but maybe you don't. Christian publishing and podcasting really is not flashy. It's not lucrative. Um, This is something I do in order to serve the Lord and to serve the church. And so if you have been served, I would just love to ask you to leave that rating or review because that just helps me um, get the word out to more people that God might be honored and the listener served. Okay, well, that's what you can do to help me celebrate. I also want to do something to celebrate. I would like to give you guys some gifts. So later today, keep an eye out on my social media feed. I'm going to make a giveaway post on Instagram. It'll only be on Instagram, so make sure you go there. I want to give away 10 books in honor of 100 episodes. So between today and Sunday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, because that's where I live, you can enter the giveaway. So you've got four days to go find that post and to enter. Find the post, like it, and follow me. And then comment in the comments on the post with either your favorite All Things episodes so far, or if you're a newer listener and you really haven't heard much, leave a comment with a suggestion for a future episode topic. And so if you um, find the post and like it and follow me and then leave that comment, I will choose five winners on Sunday and I will send each of you two books, one copy of Enough About Me and one copy of Cultural Counterfeits. So I'd love for you to go find the um, show and go find the books and leave them a rating. Check that out. Um, And then I want to, in return, send out 10 books to five winners on Monday so that we can just celebrate this fun milestone. You'll receive those books probably right after Thanksgiving. um, And that's on purpose. This is my way of thanking you for tuning into all things. I'm truly grateful for you who joined me here to think deeply about culture and current events and how God's word informs you and me as we walk in the days and the places that he has ordained for us. So with that um, little segue, I want to turn to to today's topic. Did you guys know that the world's population hit 8 billion people on Tuesday of this week? 
8 billion people are now on planet Earth as of this week. And that's according to estimates from the United Nations. So interestingly, until the year 1804, there were fewer than 1 billion people who lived in the world. Um, Over a century later, in 1927, the world population hit 2 billion. And then this week, we hit 8 billion. It was just 11 years ago that the human population reached 7 billion people. And our continued population growth around the world is due to extended life expectancies. So people are just living longer. And that's been brought about by advances, of course, in healthcare and sanitation and nutrition programs around the world. The United Nations says that the human population could reach 8.5 billion by 2030 and maybe 9.7 billion by 2050. And they say our population will probably peak around 10.4 billion people during the 2080s. And then it would likely remain at about that level until 2100. And then it's looking like it will probably start to decline starting at 2100. Interestingly, more than half of the projected population growth up until 2050 will be concentrated in just eight countries. So we're going to see the most growth coming out of the following eight countries. The Democratic Republic of the Congo, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, the Philippines, and Tanzania. Populations around the world are basically just going to get older as well. People um, aged 65 and above are going to rise from just 10% of the population last year, and that will look like more like 16% in 2050. So just we're all just getting older in general. Life expectancies are going to keep rising. In 2019, the global life expectancy was 73 years old, and in 2050, it's supposed to be at about 77 years old. Now, of course, our aging populations are going to present some challenges, particularly in countries where the birth rates are dropping to below replacement levels. So basically, that means we aren't producing humans as fast as we are dying in many countries. Um, And with more elderly people and fewer younger people in those countries, our older adults are going to be left without the care that they need. So governments are going to need to figure out how to improve things like social security programs and pension systems and health care and long-term care um, systems to care for this burgeoning group of people. But though the human population is still climbing, it is also starting to slow down. As I mentioned, we are not likely to reach 9 billion people until 2037, which is 15 years from now. So we were at 7 billion 11 years ago, but we're not going to get to 9 billion for 15 more years. With falling birth rates and falling fertility rates, we are in the path to shrinking. Basically, the human species is on its way to shrinking. The United Nations estimates that around two-thirds of the world lives in a country where birth rates won't maintain its population size. So two-thirds of countries aren't going to replace their population. 61 countries are projected to decrease by 1% or more by 2050. By 2050, these countries, Bulgaria, Latvia, Lithuania, Serbia, and Ukraine, are all projected to face losses of 20% of their population or more. 
20% or more gone by 2050. Now, India is set to become the world's most populous country at some point next year during 2023. They're going to replace China as the front runner in terms of population. Both India and China are each more both countries more than four times the U.S. population, with the U.S. being the world's third most populous country at the moment. But the U.N. projects that India and China will remain the world's first and second largest populations, even though China is going to make a pretty significant drop. China will be cutting its population in half by the end of this century. But India and China will still stay at first and second place. Countries in sub-Saharan Africa, meanwhile, are expected to keep growing through 2100. By 2050, it looks like the United States will no longer be the world's third most populous country. So we're in third place right now, but we are going to fall in line. Um, By 2050, uh, we will probably be the fourth place with Nigeria ahead of us. And then by 2080, the population in the U.S. will probably have been overtaken by Pakistan. And the U.N. estimates that by 2100, the U.S. will be in sixth place behind the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So we're headed down in terms of population. Okay, well, shifting gears a little bit here, we've looked at the fact that the world has reached 8 billion people this week, and I thought this would be a great current event for us to chat about here on All Things on this 100th episode, because it gives us a chance to pause and just reflect on humanity. There are 8 billion humans on the planet right now. It's wild to me to think that there are 8 billion billion different people presently in our world. I just want to invite you to sort of let that sink in. Think about for a minute, ponder for a minute that the Lord our God has ordained 8 billion different pairs of eyes and 8 billion different heads of hair and body shapes Not to mention things like 8 billion people's different giftings and skills and abilities, the different contexts that they live in, their parents, their families, the countries that they're in, the cultures that they were born into. I mean, times 8 billion. It really truly is mind boggling. In fact, I think it's so mind boggling that it's easy for me and I'm guessing for you as well to sort of gloss over it and not really reflect on the fact that our world is huge and the population is so big. But I want to invite you to think about maybe the busiest street scene you've ever seen or maybe the busiest intersection you've ever been at. I remember a time when I was in Japan, in Tokyo, and standing at an extremely busy um, crosswalk, like an intersection. There were crosswalks, there were cars, there were trains going by. I mean, just tons of modes of transportation and people. And just looking at the faces at that particular intersection and just reflecting on how the Lord God knit together each and every human that I was looking at and that he was aware of what was going on in their minds, the burdens that they were bearing, the joys and the sorrows in their lives, the health issues, the relationship issues, that God knew the intimate details of each and every single person. 
Each and every one of those humans was made by God and for God. And he took care and sensitivity and intentionality with each and every human. You probably already know that one of my very favorite Bible verses is Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, which says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So you and I and all all humans were created by Jesus and for Jesus. So we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now. You had to know that I was going to say that. But there are really some significant implications if you and I and everyone else on the planet, all 8 billion of us, if we are made by God. There are some significant implications if we have a creator, and I believe that we do, there are some things that we need to think about. You know, for one, we are dependent on him. You and I are not self-made. The Bible tells us that the breath in our lungs comes from him. He gives us our breath and life and everything else. We are dependent on him. We are God-made. We are not self-made. But if we have a maker, if we have an author, then he in fact has authority over us. If we have a designer, then he designed us in a specific way. If we have a creator and a maker, then we we are subject to his authority. We are subject to him. We must submit ourselves to the God who made us. Another implication of being made by God is that you and I are dearly loved. It is evident that our God is personal and careful and kind in his creating work. We can see that he made us to be in relationship with each other and in relationship with him. We can see his love for humanity, his love of beauty and goodness, just by looking at the world around us. His personal and good character is evident when we look at creation around us. So my point on this episode and really my point on every episode so far of all things is this, being human matters and every human being matters. So it matters that we are human beings. Being human matters. But not only that, every human being matters. Each life matters. You know, we are made in God's image. This is why being human matters. We are not just another species. We're not just another animal on the planet, but we were made in God's image. We have souls and you and I are eternal. It's evident that we are not like other species. It's evident that we are embodied souls. We have personalities and emotions. We have agency. We stand unique compared to all of creation. And as humans made in God's image, then, and being different and set apart, you and I and every human being has dignity and value and intrinsic worth simply because we are, simply because we exist. To be human is to have worth. To be human is to have dignity. No life is an afterthought. No life is a waste or inconsequential. In fact, our God has created every single person on purpose and for a purpose. You know, our bodies, no matter how limited they are, no matter if we have a disability or some kind of limitation, or if we are fragile in a certain way, all humans are finite and frail and are um, sick at times or broken at times. And no matter how capable we might be, no matter how able our bodies are, how strong, how youthful, how independent, no matter either way, we were created by God and for God. Each 
life says something about the God who made us. Each life was created on purpose and for a purpose. Another implication that I want us to think about is that being human means we were made to give God glory. We are designed to use our gifts to point back to our designer. We have a designer. He designed us in a specific way. He designed us for him and through him and to him, as Colossians says. So we were created to abide in him. So all that you and I do and have is meant to give praise back to the God who made us. It's meant to honor him and to glorify him. We are called to steward our bodies, our resources, our wealth, our gifts, our skills, the context where God has placed us. We are called to steward those things for God's glory. He did not place you and me in the wealthy West in 2022 so that we could spend our lives on ourselves. He created us and gave us those good gifts that we might give the glory back to him. Being created by God means that we are accountable to God. We are accountable to the God who made us. And not only did he make us, but he died to save us. We can know that his character is infinitely good when we look back to the cross and we see that our God stopped at nothing to rescue you and me. He stopped at nothing to make the payment for sin that you and I deserve to make so that we might be reconciled to himself. And that's really why we talk about what we talk about on all things. Every episode sort of comes back to these truths that being human matters and every human being matters. Every episode that you, if you were to go back and look at all 100 episodes of all things, and I invite you to do that, you are going to see a diversity of subjects. Um, I talk about things like justice and gender and politics and oppression, work and rest or wealth, adoption, immigration, abortion, vulnerable populations, caring for our creation, and so much more. But it all goes back to the fact that our humanity matters. God made us on purpose and for a purpose. And not only that, but every human matters. The Bible says that we are not our own. We were bought at a price. Therefore, we must honor God with our bodies. So how will we do that? If you are not your own, I am not your my own. All that God has given us is not for us. It is for God and for his creation. So how will we do that? There are now 8 billion bodies on the planet, 8 billion people, each one made to give God glory and honor, each one made to abide in him. And here's what's true. You and I thrive when we live according to the way we were made and we were made by and for Jesus. There's no thriving if we live outside of the way that God designed us, but we find the most joy, the most peace, the most satisfaction. We flourish when we live according to the way that God made us. Your lifetime, my lifetime, they are not meant for us. They belong to God and he asks us to use them for his glory. So that's really what all things is all about. That's why I do what I do on this podcast. Each episode is an exercise in looking at the world around us and asking the God who made us, what do you want us to do in response, Lord? Here's the time and the place that you have set us as Acts 17 so clearly points out. God, you ordained that I would live here right now. 
You have given me these skills and these resources, this context. How do you then, Lord, want me to respond to the world around me? We know that what we have is not for us. We are conduits. We are vessels. We are ambassadors for God's will. So we must ask then, Lord, how would you use us? So as we head into Thanksgiving week next week here in the United States, I am thankful that you and I are God-made and not self-made. It is a relief, really, to have a creator, to know that all that I have comes from him, that my lifetime is not on me, my success is not dependent on me, but that I have a God who is sovereign and all-powerful, but also all-good and he will work in and through my life for his glory and for my good. I am thankful that I am God-made and not self-made. And I am thankful that you and I belong to a God who is not only omniscient and omnipotent, but he died to save us. Again, as I said already, we just need to look to the cross to remember the goodness of our God. And as we head into Thanksgiving week, I am so thankful for you guys. My prayer for you and for me is that we would spend our lives for the love of God and the love of others. And I so hope that the All Things Podcast helps you to do that, even in a small way, that it is just a spot of light in your weeks, that it is an influence for good in some way, that each episode points you back to the goodness of our Creator and our Savior. So as we close out this episode and 100 episodes, I want to thank the Lord for 8 billion souls on this planet. And I want to ask the Lord to show us how to love them and how to make him known to them. And I want to thank the Lord for 100 episodes of this podcast. I pray that God is honored and that you are served well. And of course, I want to say for the 100th time, thank you for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. So we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now.